Let it shine. All the time. Let it shine. Hide it under a bush, oh no. I'm going to let it shine. I learned that at Sunday school when I was five years old. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let your light shine so people see. So the whole world knows. And that we love all people. We don't agree with what all people do, but we love all people. Some people don't understand that. They can't comprehend that. But that's God's grace. It's, it says, it's, in Scripture, it says it's not fathomable. He says it's immeasurable. We haven't even touched the magnitude of His grace. It's not just about salvation. We walk in grace. I'm going to share. You're sitting in grace chairs today. The green ones, anyways. The other ones were the ones we had before. It was a miracle. But we're going to... <laughs> I did a little sidebar there. Sorry, I was a little overwhelmed. We're going to partake of communion. I'm going to partake of communion. And Bill and Brenda are going to pass it out. And everybody's welcome to partake. Just, uh, I'll, I'll tell you when we we're going to take it all together. But if you happen to take it before, that's okay. Because that's grace too. Praise Him. Praise Him. I, I want to I read this before we partake of communion. And another thing. Sometimes people say, well, I, I didn't want to take communion today because I had sin in my life. None of us would take communion if that was true. That is the, if you, have, if you have a problem, if you have a problem in your heart right now, that's the most important time along with all the other times. There's never a reason not to partake. Bear with each other and forgive Whatever grievances you may have against one another, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you were called to peace and to be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you, in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or de deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Thanks, Brenda. Thanks. Amen. I, I'm... I'm preaching today, too, and out of um, one of where I'm going to be, I've been in this off and on for a month and a half, John 6. Today's the day. Today's the day that it's, it's time. Uh, I'm going to read this about communion, and I can find it. And being so 
efficient with all these stickers until they fall off. <laughs> I tell you the truth. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. So we're going to partake today. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. I can't wait, but I have to. And I will raise him up at the last. I'll put that. I'll read that again. Put it in context. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in him. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your forefathers ate manna and died, but he who feeds on this bread will live forever. He, he, was, he was telling his disciples, this, this is what you need to do. And 70 of them couldn't handle that, could not handle that truth. So they left. And there was 12 and he says, are you not going? No, we're with you. In one translation, it says, uh, we've already given up everything. Where are we going to go? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I surrender. Lord, we surrender everything to you today. We thank you for giving us your son, to die on the cross for us. For, for shedding, shedding his blood covers our sin, covers my sin. I am, I in myself am so unworthy. But God, because of your son, you make me worthy. body of our precious Lord and Savior. Bless it to us, Father, and cause us to remember all the time what you've done. Thank you that this cracker represents your body, Father, and we can all partake now together. Bless you. chose rice crackers because they're gluten-free. <laughs> they're noisy. But everybody knows we're partaking of communion. Heavenly Father, you are so precious. You are so precious. You are so precious. We thank Lord, if anyone's troubled today, 
we just sang, restore my soul. Restore their souls, Lord God. Reach down and touch us. People that are ailing, says, by your stripes we're healed. Pray for Mary, Brenda, my mom, Jenny, Muriel, Janice. Sorry? Oh, yes, okay. Isaac's toe. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He hears us. Praying is our communication with him, and he loves that. When we call out to him, we're calling out to you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for sending your son. Thank you for this juice, this grape juice that represents your shed blood for us. We're thankful. We're thankful, Lord. Just pray a blessing on it in your son's name. Let us partake together. I'm going to take all the time today. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've waited on, I've studied this scripture. Oh, and it's, it just keeps speaking to me. I tried to go away on holidays. And my plan, my plan was to have a rest. And was just, just to veg out. You know what veg out means? You don't want anything. My Heavenly Father had different plans. That didn't happen. But we had a glorious time. Glorious time. Goodness. This, this little illustration I'm going to give you has been ruminating in me. That's a cow expression. Ah. I've lost 15 pounds. That's why I thought I'd talk about a cow expression. <laughs> COVID is a tough way to lose weight. But bless him, 15 pounds. 15 pounds. And, and Jen tested positive for COVID. And I was angry with God because I was the one and we kind of sat in the house for a while, and I thought I had a cold. Three days later, test positive, it's COVID. We were, we were not happy. So then, we separated in the house. Whenever I came close to the kitchen, everybody moved to the other end. You could feel the house shift. You could feel it shift. But it's okay. Then on the Sunday, I think I shared this, but some people haven't been here. Then on the Sunday, Jan comes down and she's tested positive. That's when I got angry. But just for 10 seconds, believe me in my life, I've been angry for a lot longer than that many, 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 many times. Except for God's grace. And I said, God, what's this about? He says, you watch. 
you watch me. I'm going to bless you in this. I'm going to bless Jan in this. No symptoms. None. None. Praise him. Praise him. Yeah, it was. And it spoke volumes to us. So as you look around today, you'll see some ugly chairs and some beautiful chairs that you're sitting on. When we first started out, people would give us things, and we got a whole bunch of school chairs that sat in a room for 20 years waiting for them to be given to us. And there, there they are. There's some there. There's one there. There's a few in the back. All different colors. Lots of rips. Lots of paint stains. And there was lots of them. And that's what we sat in. And we thanked God for those chairs. Because He's merciful. And gracious. Gracious. That word's going to come up a few times. Was that prayer? Not this last week, but the... the the prayer when Richard was still at prayer on Friday. And when I was leaving, Richard, I don't know, it was Richard or Suzanne said, maybe, maybe we should share about grace. I took it to heart. I mean, at least that's what I heard. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. And Richard re, uh, reads a lot of uh, Mr. Prince stuff. I forget his. Man, that guy talks about grace. And there is so much more about grace that we don't know about. The magnitude of his grace. So we're at CMA, CMA seminar, and Steve is still the pastor here, I believe. And uh, a church from Chilliwack, like Steve, always shares about what happens here where we look after people, clothe people, look after poor people, feed. COVID changed a little bit, but we're, I think we're actually feeding more people than what we did before in a sit-down meal. We're still giving out clothes, even though the sign, the sign is outside. Quite figured out how to work around that. The, we put we're not accepting clothes because during COVID, people would bring all their garbage. Cost us $650 one month, one time, one load of garbage almost to take to the dump. Can feed a lot of people on $650, so we made a decision. And it's good. We get great clothes now, and we still give them out on Wednesdays. It's neat how God works. His wonders to behold. So this church, I don't know if it was in Terrace or Kitimat, called Living Stones. They had a big building and all these wonderful chairs were in it. Had a beautiful soundboard. Had all kinds of microphones. And they had the, the ones that everybody wore. <laughs> this was upper, upper church, you know, the little microphones that sit on the side of the singers. We got all that. And we were going to go pick it up in Kitimat, in the dead of winter. We didn't 
say anything to him. We just said we're coming. Oh, no, you're not. We've rented a semi to bring it to you. So we got rid of all our old chairs. But while we were doing it, God said, save a few, Bruce, just for the memories. And you know, for all the years that we had these chairs and I had saved those, I couldn't find them to, to, to be reminded of the mixed multitude of chairs we had before. But I was, I'll just say it like this, I was vacuuming the Sunday school room. And there they were, hiding. So I thought, let's remember. And then God, when I'm vacuuming, he's starting to speak to me. I think I probably should vacuum more, my wife says, and then he'd speak to me more. This is, this is an example of God's grace. I mean, God, the Holy Spirit speaking to them. And because they have Jesus and experience His grace and His mercy and His blessings, they say, let's give this all away. We want to go outside and look after poor people. That's what they decided to do. So we got these beautiful chairs. And I'm starting to call them grace chairs. Because they came here because of grace. Because of God's grace. And you sit in them, and if you're a Christian, you're experiencing grace. And everyone's a little different here. But it's the same grace. It comes from our Heavenly Father. God's life power and righteousness given to us by unmerited favor. Grace is more than salvation, but also everything we need for life and godliness. Boy, if, if we could exude grace walking around our community, what's up with you? What do you look like that for? I took my truck into Gardner's to get fixed. I told my wife when I left, I'll be home in 10 minutes. Bruce does not walk home in 10 minutes. It was an hour and 20 minutes to get home. She says, where were you? I said, I was talking to too many people. <laughs> and, and there was mixed conversations. Some of them was about Jesus. Opportunity. Opportunity when I got up in the morning, I didn't know anything about. God made the appointment I didn't know anything about. But I entered in. There's always opportunity. Was at PharmaSafe. Talked to a bunch of people. And as I'm leaving, a gentleman I know who has a transgender daughter, he says... How long does it take you to get home? I said, funny, you should ask that. So I told him. And then God says, bless him. Ask him how his daughter's doing. So I did. I said, how, and I, I forgot her name. How's your daughter? 
And he's surprised that I ask. I said, you know, she's, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. She's a wonderful person. I don't see her anymore. Oh, she, she had to go to, uh, she, she lives in Victoria now. She has a circle of friends. I said, oh God. Oh God, if we could learn to exude grace. And exude love. I don't necessarily like the, the term, but, it, but it's fitting. You, you love the sinner, but you hate the sin. But I, I, I still love the addicts that we feed. I still love people that steal. I still... I mean, the, the gentleman that broke into our church 12 times in two years, I still gave him clothes, still fed him. I did, however, talk to his mother. And he was like 28, came to the free store one day. I said, I can't remember. I should remember her name, but I... Oh, that's right. Okay, you're right. Okay. Good point. Thank you so much. Joe, I said. <laughs> I, you know what? Adam, oh, sorry. Has a hard time. Breaks in to our church. Here? I said, yeah. At 12 times. And he steals the free food. The food that I, I give him. And I, I still love him. See him. Talk to him. We're of the world. No, we're in the world. We're not of the world. Oh, Jesus. And, and God wants us to exude grace and love. You know what? I, I love people. I don't agree Canada used to be, there was, we were multicultural, and we, loved, you know, we, we cared for everybody, but we didn't agree with everybody. Something else is going on. But God is calling us to pray. I'll, I'll share that a little farther along here. I'm just going to read 2 Peter. Simon Peter, a servant, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Who those, oh my goodness, that's a microphone. <laughs> to those who through the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ have received a faith as precious as ours, grace and peace be yours in abundance through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ our Lord. Abundance. Grace would be in abundance because of what Christ has done. Read Ephesians. Ephesians 4 7. (laughs) 
But to each of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. We all have grace as Christians. And we need to share that grace with one another. We're all different. We've all got spots and blemishes. But we need to exude grace here too. So my wife and I have two lovely grandchildren. And uh, last year our <laughs> ADD son decided that we all needed to go to Christina Lake and have a camping trip. Christina Lake is seven hours away. And there was no screams when we got there. And I said, Jan, surely there's a place closer. So we were searching for that place. We had a great time with him, don't get me wrong. I had trouble with my truck. That's probably my other truck. <laughs> so I got a new old truck or an old new truck, something like that. So we were searching for a place and we found uh, Logan Lake, it's called. And the, the little town is right next to the lake. And there's a, uh, not a swimming pool, but there's a water park. There's trails. Uh, horseback riding, a golf course, all kinds of things. And they're, and they're putting in a playground. We hope it's there by the time we're going to go there with our grandkids. Got the thing all flat, all ready to put the playground in. It'll be great. We'll have a great time. And, they, and there was a... And I'm not like Steve and Brian. I'm not a real avid fisherman. I fish, and it's okay, and I have medicinal times, but it's like vacuuming. God talks to me when I fish. And I didn't feel like packing my float tube. I'm getting tired of that float tube stuff. I'm coming up on 70 years old, packing a float tube and putting fins on and sitting the water up to here, paddling around. just doesn't excite me anymore. I'd rather get COVID to lose weight. I don't want to do, do that. So I didn't. I didn't pack my fly rods, and I got the stuff. I used to have a sporting goods store. I mean, I got the stuff. All of it. Brought my Manning Park spin rod with the fly from Manning Park, and then I have a box. Got tired of packing everybody else's equipment, so I stick. Everything's in a tote. Everything's in there. I don't even have to look. It's there. I just throw it in the truck. Put my little spinning rod, the Manning Park we go to, and that's the pretty much the average fish. We have caught, Becca, Becca's done the best. I think she caught a 16-inch or Manning Park. But that's a miracle beyond the miracles at Manning Park. So I have my little gear. And I have four-pound test, which is like light. And it's just, it's not a long rod. So we get there, and it's, <laughs> and Sometimes when you Google a camp spot, it doesn't look anywhere like when you get there. This one was better. I actually said, Jan, good job. We're not by the bathrooms. That smell. <laughs> it's perfect. Overlooked the wharf. Overlooked, and it's not a big lake. And there's tons of guys fishing, 
with thousands and thousand dollars worth of gear, and they're not catching anything. So we're reading our books at the campground, and I see a fish jump, and I think, oh, I'll give it a try. So I go in my fly box. I've got a little black knack on, which is for Manning Park, not this lake. But I thought I'd try it. I put on one that's called a pumpkin head. And I just have a little float and then a four-pound test. So I get on the dock with the black knack, make three casts. And I'm not, I'm not kidding. Someone's whispering in my ear. Actually, there was two voices. One was my father. The other was my heavenly father. Get rid of that little fly. Put on the pumpkin head. That was God's voice. One cast. Bango. You want to put up the... That was not the fish I, the first day. The fish I played for 15 minutes. No net. Of course, I didn't bring a net. Guy comes running out to help me. So I'm, I played it. And I'm picking it out of the water, and it flips off. Gone. No, I, w I was reasonably okay. Somewhat disappointed. And it's gone. God whispers. I think, I think it was my dad in this here, and God was in the left here. God says, what? wasn't that good? That's how I can bless you. That's how I look after you. I'm gracious to you because I sent my son. And as I'm flipping off this fish, someone yells, Is that Bruce McDonald? I go, What? You know, and I'm, 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 actually, I'm, I had my jean pants on. I'm dressed pretty much like this, just with my rod. And he's got all his stuff. Did you just have a fish on? I said, Yeah, who are you? And Sherry, the lady who does the clothes here now from the Baptist church, it's her husband, and he's an avid fisherman. He said, man, you had a fish on and you lost it. I said, I didn't have a net. Are you kidding me? I said, no. So we chat. I walk up to the, walk up to the campground to see my wife and to tell her the story, and she believes me. Gary is in the campground next to us, Sherry's husband. And, you know, they're on a he's with his buddy in there doing fishing, and we chat just a little bit. We don't want to, you know, spend too much time together. So the next, next day, in the morning, and I've kind of got the itch, the fish itch, I go, well, I think I'll try that again. So we go down to the dock, two casts, bango, another one. And this one, I already know, is bigger than the one before. That's the one right there. So play it, and I hear my father's voice, my dad who passed away a month and a half, a month and uh, yeah, half ago, something like that. Pardon me. A year and a half ago. And he's going, 
He's taught me how to fish. Whatever I know about fishing, he's taught me. So I hear, keep your rod tip up, son. I think your drag's too tight. You're going to lose them. Loosen up on the drag. So there I am, and I'm doing all these things. This goes on for 15, 20 minutes. Play. Get him tired. So when you bring him in, it's not a big problem so he doesn't flip off. And I'm the only one on the dock, and there's all these people, and they're all kind of coming in closer to watch this idiot that still doesn't have a net. And they're, we can't catch nothing, and you caught two in two days, and they're monsters. So then I have two guys come. And God goes, okay, don't, don't listen too much to these guys. But they're excited. I mean, I was excited that they came because one had a net. God, God's grace. The other guy's telling me, oh, don't pull him in too close. I didn't hear my dad anymore when this guy showed up. Don't, don't, don't yank on him. You're going to lose him. Oh, he's a big one. He's a monster. He's got to be 15 or 20 pounds. That's what he said, I said. All right. I think it's like 14 maybe. No. <laughs> Four to five pounds, I think it was. They're going on, they're telling me stuff, and I'm going, oh, this is confusing. So we get him close, and the guy lunges in, and his net's too small. He just has a small net, but he gets half the fish in, but gets it. So the reason why you wouldn't, does anyone know why you wouldn't? Well, I don't keep fish anyways, because I don't like eating fish that much. Fish and chips sometimes. Like a troll for New York steaks, I'm in. <laughs> well, not this one, though. Do you know why? It's a spawner. That's what that, that pink thing's about. And they're not so tasty. So I said, do you have a camera to take a picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, do you know how to do that? She says, don't you have a camera? I said, I have a flip phone. And I don't know how to take a picture. I don't know how to text. And he said, did you say you were a pastor? <laughs> I said, yes, I am a pastor. He says, well, here, we'll take a picture and I'll show you how to do it. Does your, is your wife somewhere? I said, yeah, she's up at the trailer. Does she have a cell phone? I said, yes. He says, well, I'm going to show you how to do this. Well, this was the slipperiest fish I'd ever had in my life. Pick it up to take a picture, flops down, bangs, and I go, God, I'm going to kill this fish. He's no, just calm down. And this guy's, don't drop it, you're going to kill it. That's what this other guy was doing. God's trying to keep me calm. <laughs> it, and, it, and it was so real, the voices. So I finally get it to this place, gets the picture, of course, my daughter say, Dad, aren't you supposed to be happy when you catch a fish that big? I said, if you had have been there. So then the guy says, sure, let me. You're, you're, I'm younger than you. I'll let him go. So I give it to him, and he reaches down, but he doesn't nurse it back to health long enough. And I knew it, but I didn't want to tell him what to do. So he lets it go, and it goes right to the bottom. Right to the bottom. <laughs> this is when he really knew I was a pastor. 
He's standing there. We're all looking, bend over. And I said, oh, God, let this fish live. <laughs> and we're running around the dock. I said, God, I don't want to kill a fish. Please, please. So we were walking around the dock. And we go back after it was maybe three, four, five minutes. Look down. The fish is gone. I was dancing around the dock. Thank you, Jesus. And they said, Father's Day is coming up. Maybe you should get a net. <laughs> but the, the, the moral of the whole thing is, all of the things that my father taught me, I retained. And then my heavenly father says to me, and this is what I learned from John 6. I'll, I'll read the part. He says, I want you to listen to me like that, and then you will know my will. Because Jesus, his son, said, I do not do anything unless my father tells me. Nothing else. Just what his father tells me. And that's what he wants us to do. Sometimes I think in our, in our humanism, you know, we go, oh, this is a good thing. I'm going to go do this. And it isn't anything that God wanted. And and God goes, yeah, remember, the, remember the guys? You know, remember you were listening to your father? All the stuff that he implanted in you? And some of the stuff that I've implanted in you? And then the two guys that came? We have detractors like that sometimes. We've got to learn not to listen. Love, but not listen. It was, it was unbelievable. I went there for a rest. So then <laughs> Gary, Gary comes in, the gentleman that lives in Hope. He says, so how do you do today? He, he wasn't in the group that was watching. Oh, well, well I caught uh, another fish. This one got a picture of. Can I see it? I said, are, are you sure you want to? So I showed it to him. He says, I got $500 rods and $500 float tube. I haven't got diddly. And the guy, the flunky from Hope with his little Manning Park rod and reel catches two lunkers. I said, it was God and he just made it my turn today. Next day, I got a couple of good bites. That's all I got. But I learned so much. I went and I um, told, told my wife the story. And I says, is it, is it on your phone? He sent it to your phone. So she looked and for some reason it hadn't come yet. I don't know, it was like 100 yards. How long does it take? A can and a string would have done better than that. Who needs a cell phone? I, I don't know, there was some kind of glitch in the system. So there I am running around the campground trying to find this guy. Could you send it again? Oh, well, what's the matter? What kind of phone's your wife got? A flip phone? I says, no, she's, she's got a really good one. It's for the grandkids' pictures. 
So there's, there's the fish and the God story. He, he wants us to hear from him. We had, we come back and there's a reef, you come back on the, on the Monday and there's, I don't know, lots of phone calls and lots of emails. And so we were pretty busy on Tuesday. But we got to be with a friend. And uh, it, was, it, it was exceptional. The person is going through something absolutely horrendous. And uh, the person says, oh, I got this... Uh, I mean, I've got to, I've got to get the, the order right here. I, th- I think Jan shares with her the scripture about being strong and courageous because that's what she needs. And she said, oh, just last week I, I got someone gave me that scripture. I found it. Be strong and courageous. Stand. Stand firm. Sometimes we want to run around and do everything. What does God say about that? When you put on the armor, he says to stand. He doesn't say, go willy-nilly all over the place and do nothing. This is what I want you to do. So then, when we're sitting, or that came up, it was a couple hours, and then... um, Yesterday, I think, got a call from the person, and the person told us that I just opened up my devotions, and guess what the scripture is? Be strong and courageous. So three times in two weeks, if you can't listen to God after that, those signs, and the person knew it. And was revived, was revived in, her, in the situation. In the course of the chat, the, the person said something about uh, being pressured. And I go, oh, God, don't let that be me. And I asked, I said, please, you haven't been pressured for me have you? And the person said, no, because I knew you knew my heart. You know, sometimes, some pe- sometimes people on the outside do things that we're not so comfortable with. But God says, I want you to see people's hearts. He looks at our heart. Thank goodness he looks at my heart. I've done some stuff. Before Christ and after. But grace, grace has covered that. Grace, grace, God's grace. I had something, but I lost. And, and prayer was, was another thing that came up. On the dock... And I was calling out to him. You know what? He loves to hear from us. 
Our Heavenly Father loves to hear us pray. And I sometimes I don't think we get that. He loves to hear it from us. I love you, He says. So, pray, it says, pray without ceasing. He loves that. He wants us to do that. A couple of things with... Uh, with the, with the pride thing on the Scripture, this is what he gave to me. There's a Scripture that says, His Word will not come back void. He said, pray that what's going on will come back void. Not, not, a, not for them not to have the love that we have to offer, but that things won't happen. going to read John 6 now. And the part that absolutely, I just read it over and over and over again. Because it, he's, where it says he won't leave us nor forsake us, it just reaffirms that. This is um, John 6, 35. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never be thirsty. But as I told you, you have seen me, and still you did not believe me. They wanted to have the bread. He showed the miracles, like the signs, but all they could think of was, oh, I got fed. I got a piece of bread and some fish. He said, No. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. Did you get that? All that the Father gives me, this is Jesus talking, all that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never drive away. That's grace. And I share a lot about planting and watering and Jesus and God is the increase. That reaffirms that. It's about Him. And the reason it's about Him, so we don't take the credit. He wants us to plant and water. But He's the increase. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. For I have come down to heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of Him who sent me. And this is the will of Him who sent me, that I shall not lose none of all that He has given me, but raise them up on the last day. I was a little sketchy on that old internal security thing, but boy, this kind of shakes that to its roots. But raise them up on the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. Boy, if we sh could share, if we could share that kind of grace, that's, and that it's believable when we say it, oh my goodness. But it's coming. 
I started thinking when I was wrestling with God about this. I said, God, people are doing all these festivities and things, all kinds of different things. Boy, what if revival came? And what did the people in the States do? And, and I, I don't even think they were going. Like, it, it didn't sound to me when I read the stuff, did it say, we want revival. They prayed for two weeks around the clock. Thousands of them. And 10,000 people came to the 5,000 person community. 15,000 people. Now, if that's not a bathroom problem... They weren't ready. But they could just wait. This is coming. And we, we need to get our lives right in here so it works out there. It doesn't work if our hearts aren't right. You can tell I've been saving up. I need my wife again. Does anyone remember where I left off? Okay, thank you. That's my partner in the pastorhood. <laughs> and this is the will, pardon me, for I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. See, she wanted to hear that word, that, that verse again. I've read that one part. That's 39. No, no, that was me. I made a mistake, didn't I? Better say that to you. I say that a lot. To, <laughs> I made a mistake. I'm sorry. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me. All that he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Prayer. We, we had a glorious time at Friday night, Friday morning prayer. Actually, maybe one time it'll go right into the night. So Suzanne might get a little tired. But that's something to consider. The people in the States, they prayed. I mean, I think they were changing people all the time. And they were so conscious of people's hearts being right. You know, like evangelist calls, do you want, to come? Do you want me to come there and uh, you know, do a sermon or something? And they said, no, we're okay. But you can come and be like everybody else if you want. They tried to keep it right. Steve says that. He says, yeah, revivals come, and then eventually man somehow thinks he can do better, and then God takes off. The day is coming. <laughs> the taken off is going to be going to heaven. But the revival's coming. And you, we've been saying that for a long time, but it is. It's, it's all over the place. But prayer, God said, I want you to pray. I want you to pray more, Bruce. I was on the dock. (sighs) 
Okay, let's, let's go with to Philippians 4. 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything be prayer and petition. Be anxious for nothing. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? This is happening. What are we going to do? What does the scriptures say? It's right there. Be anxious. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything be prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I had a, a friend, not sure I've ever shared this part of the story, a friend that was an, an, uh, a chief at Chawathal. And they sh- him and his wife shopped in the store and they had kids. And they were, they were really good friends. He died, went to the house, 250 people, one white guy. And I was supposed to be there. I said to my wife, I said, we're going to win holidays. I won't be able to go to Johnny's funeral. i got to go to the house and see Rose. They blessed me. They were all over me because I came. Then the son got murdered in Vancouver in a drug deal gone bad. And oh, they were just devastated. Went to the house again. Same thing. Didn't see one white guy. And I'm sitting beside one lady who was a respected elder. And there was a medicine man. And he was he was young. He used to shop in the store. He was a little, was a little obnoxious sometimes, didn't like it much. But they decided he should be a medicine man. So he was cleansing, sage, brushes, all that kind of stuff. And uh, the elder that I was sitting beside on the couch says, you need to go up there and get cleansed. Okay? So I get up, and I look into his eyes. And he is scared to death. Because he sensed Jesus in me. And he doesn't know what to do. And he goes, Spy, are you sure it's okay? I said, no names. Jesus is bigger. I will be fine. And his whole countenance changed. And he did all the saging and the cedar brushing. And it didn't do a thing for me. But if I had said no, and I knew that, I knew that in an instant, People would have been offended. And it was more important to do that. You know, uh, and it's God's grace. 
It's God's grace. Don't get, don't, don't. This is not me. This is God's grace in me. They asked me to come and speak at their gravesides. I go, oh God, I'm so unworthy of this. But it's God's unwarranted favor. I don't deserve this. And this is all about him. But they know who I am. They know what we do here. That we look after everyone. I was going to say their people. No, we look after everyone. And it doesn't matter who you are. Not, not one bit. We're going we're gonna to have a season of... <laughs> I think it's going to be good. Talking to the, talk to the gentle, gentleman about his lovely daughter. Don't, don't like the deal, but she's beautiful. Kind heart. The day's coming. God's grace is just going to solve all that stuff. Right, TJ? TJ, TJ, we all got stories. TJ's got a story. God's grace. That's why she's here. That's why we're here. And grace needs, sometimes it needs us to overlook what's happening on the outside and look at somebody's heart. Where, have, you know, I ask, where did, they, where did this person come from? What happened to this person so that this person is like this? I, you know, I th and I, I've shared this story, but I'm going I'm to share it again. I'll close with this one. We had 50 people in the free store room, and some guys had been drinking. One's in this corner, and two guys come in the door, and it's, we're full. We've got you know, volunteers running around, giving people food, and um, <laughs> Tony just looked it. Too long, sorry. <laughs> the guys yell from the door at the guy across the room, native guy, and they're all blitzed. And uh, gets up and he kind of makes conversation and the guys say something that he doesn't like. Stands up, you! <laughs> and I go, oh my goodness. So I turn in my chair and I, I stare at him. Don't say anything. Nothing. And he looks back at me and says, Oh, he stands up and says, I'm really sorry. I forgot where I was. Okay, sit down. And he had a couple of <laughs> rib jabs from some of the volunteers from other churches. Did you hear what he said? All I heard was, I'm sorry. It's enough. It was enough. Sometimes we have to not carry stuff. It's okay, that's enough. Sorry's enough. Grace is enough. My grace is sufficient for you. Praise God. Praise God. So the, then the, the last little bit, he's, he's walking out, and I went to him and I said, no names. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't even remember that. I'm a personal kind of guy, I guess. I said, hey, man, thanks for saying sorry. That was gracious of you. And then I see his running shoe 
one of his shoes, the, the, thing, the bottom of the shoe's talking to me. And it's fallen off. I said, hey, go sit down. I'll get you a pair of shoes. Got him a pair of shoes. Hey, thanks, Spide. Thanks, man. Thanks for putting up with me. And he leaves. Anyways, praise God. Lord, I thank you for your grace. I thank you for what you've done for all of us by that unwarranted favor. We were unworthy, but you gave it to us anyways. We're all sitting in a grace chair. Some people graciously gave us, I think it was 140 chairs, and they were over $100 each. Figure that out. And the other stuff, tables. Unwarranted favor. We didn't ask. Your grace. Grace is so much bigger. Just salvation, Father. We just thank you. Bless each one. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you, give you peace. Make his face to shine upon you. How good is that? His countenance? Oh, we, we, we serve a great God. Thank you for putting up with me. Bless you. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to.